Welcome, Landon here, joined by Logan Tobin, the co-host, the Logan. Yeah, I just making up nicknames, trying to anyway. But we got a good show today. We got Wizards, or excuse me, wait, what just happened? We got a good interview with Chris Barr, talking about rookies, and then our Friday night slate, as well as Weird Wow Plays of the Week and uh, possibly something, nothing, or everything. But Jokic was suspended one game. Morris fined 50K. Jimmy Butler also fined 30K. Wait, what just happened? What happened was Jokic shoved Morris to the floor after being given a shoulder on a half-court shot before halftime or the end of the game. Nuggets ended up winning 113.96 over the Heat. And uh, he ended up getting a flagrant two on Jokic, but ultimately the suspension, just pretty erratic play, huh? Yeah, that play was really crazy. Um, it did actually happen at the end of the game. Uh, and Marquise, or Marquise, however you want to say his name, I don't know how you say it, to be honest with you. Marquise. Um, Marquise. Uh, <laughs> it happened at such a odd time. The Nuggets clearly were winning this game, and they there was no reason for the shove. And Jokic said after the game, uh, he just wanted to protect himself because players are just going to keep doing this. If, you're, if you show that you're soft, they're just going to keep coming at you. And I believe that Jokic's brothers actually bought tickets to the next game. It's gonna be fire in November. It's it's also like a week away. I'm I'm getting hyped for it. I'm ready for it. The Heat actually met met the Nuggets back in the locker room. They wanted a little piece of Jokic, but nothing actually happened. I feel like it was all just for show. We all know the NBA is a little soft nowadays. I feel like if they wanted to fight, they would have fought on the court for everyone to see. Yeah, I definitely, I'm very proud of Jokic for standing up for himself because of that reason. You don't see Adam Silver, the businessman, because at the end of the day, the NBA is just a business. You don't want your star players getting in a fight and possibly getting themselves injured. But man, you can't just let someone toy around like that right and Shaq said it on TNT the other day don't turn your back on me because I'm coming for your head <laughs> he's coming to swing and uh when Shaq did it back in the day he had two swings on Brad Miller missed them both it was really funny but Shaq yeah, came down. No, that was he really missed him but if he connected he probably would have sent him to the hospital but I I, I I'm glad Jokic protected himself but Man, he could have really hurt Morris. Like, he could have snapped his neck. Probably not, but it was dangerous. He did, he did actually miss the game versus the Lakers the next day. He Apparently, he had whiplash injuries. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, as you said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was also one of those guys. He snuck up behind him and threw the handmaker. <laughs> yeah, bird. That, that famous. You see it all over the NBA, the old, the old highlights. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sneaking up behind and. Smacking him. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, another big storyline, Anthony Edwards, the second-year player out of Georgia who almost played football instead of basketball, scored 48 points in a loss. Wait, what, what just happened? happened? 
three other players, yeah. three other players on his team scored double figures in the starting lineup. On the other side, Andrew Wiggins and Curry combined for just about 70 points. That's, that's pretty good. Or no, no. 60, 60, sorry. Quick maths. How to give Kiana the old discount double check. She's trying to sneak up the stairs right now. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. But, man, Anthony Edwards, man, he was just dominant, right? I think it was seven threes he had. And he's just an athletic freak. So, like, he gets anywhere whenever he wants. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is just out of this world. He's His athleticism is just crazy. I believe he had the – last year he had the dunk of the year, I think he – yeah, I'm a Raptors guy. Massive, he he like, that massive poster. If, if the Raptors player was wearing a belt, he like jumped on his belt and got an extra boost from that. <laughs> it, it looked like he jumped off a trampoline. I just, I was like, Jesus Christ. Anthony Edwards was out of his mind. And Wiggins actually put on a major poster. He slammed on Carl Anthony Towns yeah. and that we'll be talking about later in the wow plays of the week sneak peek yeah and uh the final final one for this week the washington wizards and the chicago bulls are first and second in the eastern conference at eight and three wait what just happened definitely did not see that one coming so my question for you logan is this smoke or is it fire is this real or is this just luck, beginner's luck? Um, uh, I'm looking at the teams that they've played on here, and they've got some, they've got some massive W's. Um, I don't think that the Wizards are as serious, but I, I really like the Bulls at the beginning of the year. I knew I predict we predicted them top five. I even went top four, and seeing them at the two seed to the to the Wizards uh, who actually got rid of Russell Westbrook and surprisingly now they're doing better and the Lakers are doing worse so as I said earlier uh, trade him for a hot dog stand uh, <laughs> um, yeah but the Bulls and the Wizards they're looking really good the Wizards got a lot of the Lakers players who I really liked and the Bulls got Lonzo and Caruso and DeRozan, who I really like. And we're all former Laker players. And DeRozan was gonna be a Laker this year. He said that he would. He was really looking to be a Laker. Uh, I think this is fire for both these teams, and I'm really looking forward to see what they do. Yeah, Beal really surrounded himself with good talent. KCP is a phenomenal defender. Caruso is still. He's really close to making that leap. Montrez Harrell, as much as he plays center, I think he's a better power forward. And they got good centers with Tom uh, Thomas Bryant, Daniel Gafford. They also got Bertons. And then they also have another center that I'm just blanking on. But And then we've talked about the Bulls. I don't really want to repeat myself and jinx it as a fan because we barely lost the Knicks. The two 76ers losses, those were real. And those were kind of fluky, it feels like, because the second one, they didn't have Joel Embiid. No, no. No, they had Joel Embiid for both. Sorry. It was a different game. But, and then you look on the Wizards side, they beat the Bucks. 
and you know maybe they're not as healthy as they are but they beat they the Grizzlies the Grizzlies are pretty serious and then they beat both the Celtics both times and they split with the Hawks so they have some good wins there they also have some bad wins where it's like they beat the Cavs by three meh should you really be going to overtime with the Pacers right and they also lost to the Nets by 14 yeah and then yeah their only three losses are to the Nets Raptors and Hawks so take how you want we both think these two teams are fire and that's that's really it so you know what Logan let's take a break we're gonna go to our interview with Chris Barr it's a good one let's get some let's get some good questions in there and then uh yeah we'll be right back all right we're back from break joining Logan and I is a good friend of mine from Full Sail University Chris Spar, not really a specific basketball fan as far as a favorite team, but what what would you say? The Warriors, maybe? Knicks, man. New York all the way, <laughs> yes, all day. Yes, yes. All day, he must day. be pretty impressed, but not as far as Obi Toppin, because we are talking about rookies today. Um. Which rookies have impacted their team the most so far? We're three weeks into the season. I I think it's really early to really give a, a big name on who has been the most impactful to their team. But there have been a lot of rookies, a lot of early picks that have had a lot of minutes given to them. One of the biggest names that jumps off the board to me and one of my favorite players to watch this year has been Josh Giddy with the Thunder. At 6'8", I feel like he's kind of everything I wanted to see Cade Cunningham do. You know, come in, get a lot of rebounds, get a lot of assists, and score at a decent rate. But we haven't seen Cade do that, and we've seen Josh Giddy do that with the Thunder. From the point guard position, he's really taken over a primary ball handling job with uh, from Shy Gilgis Alexander, and it's let Shy Gilgis thrive as a scorer. Mm-hmm rather than relying on being a passer. So I think in terms of who's impacted their team the most, he's been leaving a really strong impression. It's tough. I I agree with everything you said. The point guard is probably the most important position, especially on offense. And the hardest one to play since you're controlling everything and trying to get everyone else involved and run all the plays. That's why it's been so impressive watching Josh Giddy work. He's only averaging a little under 10 points per game, but he's averaging uh, over six rebounds and almost six assists. At 6'8", he's a, a bit of a unicorn at point guard. You don't see a lot of big point guards like that. <laughs> and you don't see a lot that thrive, and we're seeing that right now with Cade Cunningham, who's struggling aggressively. And with that team, is true. And with a team yeah. that wasn't expected to do much this year, especially with a four and six record, it's been pretty impressive to see him pass the rock like he has. Like there's this one thing going around Twitter. He's on the opposite base or sideline, and he throws it to the other corner like a baseball player and has uh, Darius Baisley drain a three. But Logan, what were you going to say? They also are 2-0 and against my Lakers, so I got to give respect 
respect to Josh Giddy. He's going okay. crazy. Chris, Gotta before- give credit where credit's due. Josh Giddy's been a beast with the passing. There's been a few other impressive guys. I think Evan Mobley also yeah. stepping in and yeah. being a starter right away. He's been great at this point in the season. I think it's kind of his award to lose for like 10 games in. I think we could pump the brakes on talking about rookies of the year right now, but it's him and Scotty Barnes have also been really impressive. It just feels good to talk basketball, but I also got to give a shout out to Scotty Barnes. He has been a very all around superstar as far as rookies go. You know, he's, he's scoring the most out of the rookies, maybe Chris Duarte, uh, he, he rebounds. And he, he too can play make the ball really well as his uh, handles are um, up above par for sure. So, um, Logan, you want to grab the next one? Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, Josh Giddy was really standing out so far. Is there any rookies that surprised you so far? Or did you think Josh Giddy was going to be as hot to start or any, anything like that? Josh Giddy was the sixth overall pick. You expect guys drafted that high to play at this level. His scoring hasn't quite been what I was expecting, especially since he's getting about 32 minutes a game. But I really talk about guys who jump off the page, Cade Cunningham. And for all of the wrong reasons, it is ridiculous watching him play because I mean, he's only been in a few games but he's shooting something horrible, like 14%. 14%. I don't have the exact number. Apparently I was right. 14%. That is not great. Super not great. Definitely not what you want from your first overall pick. So, yeah, he's he's surprised me a lot, and just in a bad way. I'm going to have to shout out my boy, uh, Ao DeSumo from the Bulls. He has been, for a second-round pick, He's been he's been playing very well. He plays crunch time for the Bulls at some points. And for back to Cade Cunningham, five games, 12 points, five rebounds, three assists. From the field, 28%. And from three is 22%. So last night against the Rockets, he was able to uh boost that up from his past. But um yeah, it wasn't wasn't good for him. But DeSumo, he's very physical. Love the way that he can distribute the ball. And he needs a solid defender for the Bulls as well. So I'm, I'm glad we, we found a diamond in the rough in the second round for sure. Yeah, Ayo Dosuma. Ayo Dosuma has been – he's been good. He's actually reminded me a bit of almost like a Patrick Beverly, a specialist. Yeah. He's been yeah. really clamps on defense. So, I'd like to see him develop into a Marcus Smart type of guy, but I feel like he's got a little bit to go, especially coming out of the second round. You don't usually expect them to come in and play crunch time the way that he's been. but And especially I, I when like, they have all those those big four that they got rocking with and the Bulls. Yeah, we have yeah, a lot of wings. Yeah, a lot of, lot of talent on the Bulls. So him notching out a little role for himself, especially in the late, in late games, that's uh, – that's something I like to see out of a rookie, especially a second rounder. So which rookies look like they have a long career ahead of them and why? Now, I know that he's ninth overall pick, and this isn't probably astonishing anyone with me making this call, but I really love what Davion Mitchell is doing. Mm. And coming off of the bench, 
still getting 27 minutes. He's still getting a nice big role. But coming off of the bench, dropping nine points, two rebounds, three rebounds-ish, and almost four assists, if he can keep that up, I'm not going to call him a superstar in the making, but even if he's a high-quality bench player his whole career, I can see him lasting a long time in the league, even entering at 22 years old. He's already 23. I, I like him. I like him a lot, especially on the Kings, because sitting behind De'Aaron Fox is a really nice place to be when you're a star in the making. I just said I wouldn't say it, but I, I like him, man. I like it, man. Especially if your nickname in the NBA is Off Night, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool, right? His, uh, I think there was an earlier, like week one, week two, he played against some pretty big guys and he shut them down, right? It's kind of like what P. Will did last year, Patrick Williams. Yeah, you, you love to see a guy coming off the bench and carving out a role for himself there. But Davion Mitchell, I don't, I'd like him to stay as a reserve one guard rather than switching to a two guard and trying to up his role. I like him right where he is. I think he's going to be around the league for a while. And I know, like I said, not crazy saying that about a ninth overall pick. But after you get past like pick six, pick five, that's where you start to see people that either shine or die out early. And I'd like to see Davion stick around. All right. And the next question is, if we're doing an early redraft, I know it's early. As you said, you don't want to make any <laughs> predictions so far um, <clears throat> on your rookie of the year. But if you had to redraft the top five, who do you think goes top five? And yeah, just for the for the viewers, before you give this, Chris, Pistons went one, took Cade. Rockets at two, took Jalen Green. Cavs took Mobley, three. Raptors w- took the first um, surprise with Scotty Barnes. And then the Magic took Jalen Suggs, who is a winning player, but hasn't been winning yet. Yes, I I – do think you said it you said it it is very early we're we're a whole 10 uh, games into the season and we're already redrafting in 11 come on oh oh my that makes it so much easier to do Lakers are at 12 <laughs> yeah come on Kurt. but but it's it's not difficult to pick my number one and it's Jalen Green Jalen Green going one to the Pistons is an easy pick I know it might not be groundbreaking to have the number two overall player go number one, but he's averaging 16 points, three rebounds, three assists, which not astonishing, but it gives a lot of promise and they need scoring from the guard position. When Jeremy Grant is your only superstar, it's kind of difficult. Killian Hayes isn't exactly coming into his own. He's still struggling with everything. That's not defense. His athleticism isn't really making up for anything either. He's starting to look like he's a little bit of a Frank Nitakina. Kate Cunningham hasn't given them exactly what they wanted. I think Jalen Green is a safe pick here. Number two for the Rockets, best available talent. It's easily going to be Evan Mobley. Perfect. Getting another big to go along with Christian Wood. I think it would give them a nice set of bigs down low. And then you can kind of look at what Kevin Porter is going to do up top. You already have a young guard. You don't necessarily need two. 
I think Jalen Green was a safe pick for them, but Evan Mobley's going to go. Mm-hmm. Number three for the Cavaliers, Scotty Barnes is the next best guy from what we've seen through 10 games, 11 games, and 12 if you're the Lakers. But <laughs> Scotty Barnes, 16 and eight with two and a half assists. He's been playing great defense. <clears throat> Even Kevin Durant gave him a shout out. I don't think it's difficult to put him there. I certainly don't think it's overstretching. And at four for the Raptors, going to see Josh Giddy jump two picks. He was drafted sixth by the Thunder. The Raptors could use a big guard. They lost a small guard in Kyle Lowry. And they still have so, a small guard. Yes, they have Fred Van Fleet, but I think a nice complimentary mm-hmm. guy takes some of that you know, distributing pressure away from Van Fleet. You can throw that right on Giddy, and he'll take it with ease. And then five for the Magic. Why would they move Jalen Suggs? There's no one else above Jalen Suggs that's showing as much promise. You mm-hmm. can get some specialists. There's shooters like Franz Wagner, but He's been I don't really see him. I see him staying at eight. There's other guys. I think Chris Duarte is another quality player that you could take over him, but I think Suggs is safe right where he is. Yeah. So. I think so. You know, Suggs, Mitchell, Wagner, and uh, Duarte. And maybe the the Rockets forward and Alfred Sangoon, maybe. But uh, I think you just got to go with Suggs with pure, pure talent. And, yeah. Uh, Logan, so you're, you're just taking more more. Kate out. Kate, Kate is dropping out of the first round after, after the five first games. round. Yep, perfect. Oh, first round. Of- yeah, out of the first round. We don't need there. any of that potential nonsense here. We want cold, hard stats. <laughs> no, not the first round, but he's definitely falling out of the top five. He just he could probably wind up going sixth to the Thunder, but he has struggled mightily in his first do you, couple do games. Do you think that's just from his injury, or is that just not being able to adapt? I, I think he's just struggling with the pace of the game. Jalen Green has started to catch up to the pace of the game. We're going to need to see Cade catch up to the pace of the game. And he hasn't done it quite yet. His free throw looks cold. He's over 90%. Everything else, a little sketchy. I mean, his rebounds are good. So You look at a guy like Sengun, like you just said, who has been playing phenomenally in a smaller role. He has been very good with the role that he's been given. He's already starting to outshine Poku, who people love their Paku. <laughs> Stengun, Stengun, he's looking really good. He's a really good distributor at the big. I think that he has a longer career, and Cade is struggling more than the 16th pick of the draft. I, I, you need to see development, and you need to see it quick. So last question before we let you go. Actually, I might sneak in another one. But so last night we're speaking to Cade in Green. They faced off on ESPN primetime, which is weird, right? Only two wins between the two teams, and they're on ESPN. Did they show any flashes of being dominant as their draft position? I mean, clearly we just saw Cade drop to six on your list that we're probably going to put on Twitter because it was it was a great <laughs> list. Uh, Green fell or. Rose to number one, you know, flashes. You kind of mentioned it, but did you see anything 
analytically that was just like, wow, what are you doing, bro? Or wow, that was really nice. Because Jalen Green, like you said, he, the pace of his game is very well. Like his rip through, like his athleticism is just off the charts above everybody else. Like his rip through drive dunk is just beautiful. I mean, you said it yourself. It's the pace of the game. Kiss. <laughs> Jalen Green gave a nice chef's kiss dunk. But he also just completely outshined Cade. It was ridiculous. While Cade showed that progress that we were just talking about, shooting a little bit better clip from both the field and the three. He showed signs of being a competent distributor. And he's showing everything that you wanted to see through the first couple games where he was awful. But Jalen Green completely outshined him. He looked great. He looked like the second overall pick. He looked as dominant as he was supposed to be. He dropped over 20 points. He just looked better than the first overall pick. And there isn't really much else to say there. Cade still has a ways to go. He needs to start doing what he did, but consistently. Jalen Green, he's going to be that dude. So, Chris, me knowing you personally, I know you love trades. You Big love trade. trades so much. You'd probably give up anything to go be an assistant GM just to give him f- trades, right? Yes, yes. I'd give up a kidney. So <laughs> Ben Simmons rumored, right? It's been all off season. The Boston Celtics, are you going to give up Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons and maybe Thibel? Or does it take another draft pick? Let's say, Let's say you're the Celtics. Let's say I'm the Celtics and I'm trying to trade for Ben Simmons. Yes, and you actually want him. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's actually wanting him. I certainly wouldn't. If I were the Celtics, I like what I have right now. Mm-hmm. But what what does it take to get that trade to go through for Brown? Um, it's going to be Jalen Brown, and oh wow, I'm drawing a blank here. Jalen Brown and that three-point specialist that they drafted last year no 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 Peyton Pritchard stays yes Naismith thank you Jalen Brown and Naismith are going to be packaged and I'm going to ask for Ben Simmons I'm going to ask for Matisse Tebel and I'm going to ask for a guard it's not going to be it's not going to be anyone fancy, but it's going to. I, I'm going to need a guard out of that deal too. Are you and looking for like a Seth Curry or? A, I think a I think it would have to be Seth Curry, not Maxi. Maxi's too young, has too much value. It's going to be it, it's going to be Seth, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thybul, and maybe even a sweetener, a pick or. You some could cash. you could grab Danny Green too, or four. I'll pass on Danny Green. You'll pass. I'll pass on Danny. He's a winning player, Chris. Three-time champion. Uh, yeah, I know what he is. I'm telling you what I'm passing on, and I'm telling you what I'm taking. That would be a deal that I would be comfortable making, but if I were the Celtics, I'd stay right where I am. Yeah, Ben Simmons even, is not a player that that controversy me. with Marcus Smart? Yes. You, okay. I'd rather probably. have an angry Jalen Brown than Ben Simmons when it comes playoff time. You know what? With that controversy, I think – he might just be playing harder. That's what I. That's what I'm looking at. They did get two wins after after that happened. I told you, playing angry is an underrated aspect of the game. Yeah, it's great. It is great to play mad. 
for sure. Ask Russell Westbrook in his eight turnovers a game. Ask him how That's those right. Are. That's right. <laughs> What's up? How about the two wins? He just said it. He got two wins after that started. You got Jalen Brown playing angry. As Perk Daddy said, though, it's December. It's December. Logan, yes. you got anything else for Big Chris Curtis. before we let him go? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about your Lakers because he will give an opinion. I, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an opinion on anything. I, don't, I got. I got. I have all the opinions. Who you? Who you think we should trade Russell Westbrook for? Because I'm not a big fan of him right now either. Peyton Pritchard. Honestly, get some floor spacing. <laughs> get some floor spacing. I can bag floor, floor spacing ball handler. Nah, really honestly, who do you want? Dog. Who do you want to trade Russell Westbrook stand for? for? Would you would you would you uh swap with Simmons? I, I'd trade him for a hot dog stand. <laughs> oh my! I think he'd swap with Simmons. I, I you know what? If we're looking at the seven Sixers, Seth Curry get Seth Curry and Danny Green for Russell Westbrook, throwing a sweetener, maybe a second round pick oh, in twenty twenty four. Bring Danny Green back. We want him back. <laughs> Yeah, you want that you want that missed three pointer at the top of the key game four. You know, you know who I want back? Nick Young. Nick Young. Swaggy P. That's what we're talking about. Big swaggy P guy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun when you're in the, the park, just throwing up half court shots. And yeah. That's that's what that's he's all good about. For. That's what it's all about. All right, Chris. Well, I want to congratulate you on a win over the Bulls earlier in the season, even though you should have lost. It, it was a good game. It was a good game. Julius Randle choked that. But uh, nice seeing you. And uh, any final thoughts? You no, know, I, I was just happy to be here. I was really happy to see that the Knicks, Knicks didn't keep any of their draft picks. It was really good to see. Talking about Talking about rookies. Did did you uh get any? Did you draft any rookies this this off season? We did. They they both went to other teams. We'd love to see it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. We have manual quickly. We we have teardrops instead of young talent. Do you think Toppin has a role in this team in the future? Yes, eleven minutes a game. Okay, that's good. That's, that's what he's been. That's what he's been averaging since the season started. And Louis just to, don't like him. He is exactly what Julius Randle is minus maybe the shooting like Julius Randle came right in and stole that spot all he's been is a stretch four it mm. is so disappointing he's a stretch four that dunks a lot yeah. it's really exactly what we were looking for out of a out of a top 10 pick yeah yeah, yeah we didn't want anyone that was going to leave a heavy impact on our roster we wanted Obi Toppin because we didn't have enough forwards at that time just like the Tingus Pingus pick Hey man, at least Tingus Pingus was was leading the league in blocks before you. But they do Terrace Killies. Is that guy? <laughs> he is currently bumming it up for the Mavericks. We love it. We love to see it. We love to see how we won that trade getting Dennis Smith Jr. Surprisingly, surprisingly. No, All right, we Chris, we're gonna we're gonna ship you out of here. Um, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, Logan and I will be doing our Friday night slate on ESPN. And is it something, nothing, or everything? All right. Bye. Peace. All right. And we're back. And we're and I wanted to bring us in to the weird slash wow plays of the week. And leading off is, is number one play, weirdest play I've ever seen. 
coming from James Harden. Yeah. Uh, James Harden uh, was let the ball roll back past half court for some reason. He didn't pick it up, and and then he just let the defender grab the ball and get an easy fast break dunk. It looked like he was playing 2K and his controller died, and he was running to the fans to dap him up or something. I don't know. And it was just a clear e- easy dunk. I don't know. I think he might have caught a seizure. I don't know what he was doing. It was <laughs> anything you want to say about that? I I I can't believe it. I just like what are you doing? Maybe I guess the only thing he's thinking is he's not gonna come and get this ball. I'm just gonna let it roll out of bounds, let more clock come off, whatever. I'm done. I'm fat, I'm overweight right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just over the game, and boom, Miles Bridges snatches it out of midair and windmills. And then, honestly, I'd give him the two, what are you doing? I'd give him some goggles like Crusoe and Levine do. But, man, it was – that is – I'm really glad you brought that onto the show today because that is something else. And you know what? Actually, let's bring in some audio of the announcer. All right, I'll, I'll clip that for later. We'll get producer Bob and – on that. Gets away. What is and that? Will take it away from Harden and drive him down. He had a brain lapse. Hit you with the, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and the second play that's part of the wow plays of the week was last night, actually. It's from none other than our favorite Bulls team, the Bulls in the East. Yes, uh, Caruso got the steal. He was about to go out of bounds, and he whips it over to Lonzo as he's laying on the ground. And Lonzo throws a great outlet pass to the wide open Zach Levine that 360 dunks it. And Zach Levine got so hyped he caught he got a technical. <laughs> oh, Caruso's in the passing lane, hit the deck and stole it. Caruso's everywhere. They fire Caruso. Ball to Levine. Showtime. Get mad, Zach Levine. Get mad. Zach, you can't do that. You can't do that. Oh, the signature back. dunk of the season from Levine. His frustrations got the best of him. He got teed up. Well, this place is lit. 14 point lead. You know what? The cameraman could not even keep up with the ball. I swear to gosh, that ball was going at least 40 to 50 miles an hour. I don't even know if that's fast or not, but the from Twitter. I, I was actually at Burger King getting two rodeo cheeseburgers and I'm sitting on my phone in line and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that, it was, I, I could not believe it. And not only was it a great pass, but damn Alex Caruso, the go saving a ball from going out of bounds. And then Zach Levine, we love to see Zach Levine cherry picking just for this reason, right? Those windmill dunks that lead to a technical. Or 360. Perfect. You know, that's exactly you want to see Zach Levine cherry picking for easy point. You want to see Crusoe on the floor and Tom Brady on a basketball court, right? That's what you love to see. You did you did hear the announcers in that one screaming, it's showtime in Chicago. Yeah, Adam Amin and Stacey King are truly amazing. And tonight, Friday night, we get to watch the Bulls and Warriors play. That is a good game. I've been actually talking about that with Kiana. If, if the Warriors can win this game, I'll give them some credit. But they've been playing some 
terrible teams this year. To be All right, honest. give us this last one. And then this last one is another wow play from – it's actually a combined one. I put the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins poster over Carl Anthony Towns. And then Gary Payton catching an alley-oop from Steph Curry. And it was looking – Crazy, the, and Curry was just hitting bombs from everywhere. It was, it was just a all around great night for the Warriors versus the Timberwolves, who also had a great player and um, Edwards, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> he had forty eight. So it was just a great game to watch. Yeah, I uh, was reading on the game recap of the Wiggins Towns poster, and he's like. It just feels good to do that to one of your buddies, right? And it's not doing it to do it to him, but it just feels good to give him a, be able to text him after the game, be like, yo, what's up, you know? And then Gary Payton, right? Young, his dad was in the league. Vince Carter said it was super cool to see his father do that, but being able to see his son do that kind of stuff. Was, and it was pretty cool. There, he had, like you said, you had two, two alley-oops. One was on a fast break. Curry lobbed it up and... He snatched that slam a jamma, and then the other one was like, like from out of bounds or something, and he had to go reverse dunk two hands, and I just think that's really impressive to do a reverse two hand slam. Like that is tough, being able to find the rim. But like, yeah, great game, great slams, and good, yeah, awesome. Thank you. Curry even was talking about it after the game. They brought him in. They were questioning him about which one he thought was the best. He he said he's putting an Andrew Wiggins poster up on his wall. He said <laughs> he said he's texting him every game a picture of that dunk, and he just wants to see if that creates a little spark in Wiggins. That's put awesome. a little extra pep in his step. He said, "Yeah, this is this is what we're looking to see from Wiggins for the rest of the year. Just electric plays." And if he can score 30 once a week, awesome. But definitely needs to average between 17 and 20 points for this team to be serious contenders, even with Clay Thompson, right? Because who knows what Clay's going to do when he comes back. Get buckets. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our final segment. We got our Friday night slate. Uh, tonight will be um, Bucks Celtics in the early window. And then we got Bulls Warriors in the late window. Hopefully I can stay up late for that tonight. Um, Logan, I got five questions for you here on the Bucks Celtics. Bucks six and six, Celtics five and six. Will Jason Tatum make five three pointers tonight? Uh, I'm going no. All right, I'm gonna agree with you. Will Giannis or Williams the third have more blocks? Giannis Antetokounmpo or Robert Williams the third? I'm picking Giannis. And I'm gonna have to agree just because Williams has a risk of getting injured, like with a wrestle blows, you know, whatever. Who scores more, Tatum or Jalen Brown? I've been doing some research. I found that Jalen Brown He's averaging 25.6. Jason Tatum's averaging. He's averaging 23.5. Research. Great research. Um, I'm going to stick with the underdog. I'm going Jason Tatum averaging more tonight. Getting more. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. I I think it's his team. 
I don't care what the 2K ratings say, 91-87, Browns going to score more. Which team will have more steals? I think the Bucks are just more of a defensive team. I'm I'm picking the Bucks. Agreed. Which team will shoot more threes or free throws? Sorry. Um, I'm leaning towards the Bucks as well, just because they're more driving, a driving team than the Celtics are more of a shooting team. I'm gonna go with Celtics. I feel that way, but about the Celtics. All right, so we only have two different there. I have Brown scoring more, you have Tatum, and I have Celtics getting more free throws. Um, Bulls, Warriors. Bulls are 8-3. and three. Warriors are 10-1. You said you would like to see the Bulls win this one, or if the Warriors win, that it'd be a, this is one of their first tests. You got to remember now, the Bulls just lost Nikola Vucevic with COVID today. Or I, didn't know, I actually didn't know that. So that, um, big. I think, who did I see? I, I think they're looking at some big guys to bring in, uh, but we don't have a big guy now. But neither do the Warriors, right? The Warriors don't really have a big guy. It's Draymond Green, who's they, and then they have Kevon Looney, who's 6'11", and not really a, a threat. However, he did have 17 rebounds of the night. But which team will make more threes? I think this one's a pretty obvious one. They got Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. I'm going Warriors. Uh, I'm going for the Homer team. Curry more or less than 32 points? I'm going more. I'll take the under. I think Lonzo Ball is going to be able to do a lot today. Billy Donovan's a defensive coach. And uh, they're they're gonna double. They're gonna be doubling Curry a lot, even though he's a good passer. Wiggins or Lonzo Ball with more points. I'm going Wiggins. Uh, he's coming off that monster game. Steph said he's texting him the picture. He, I know he's hyped right now. I think Wiggins is gonna have more than Lonzo Ball. You don't like Lonzo scoring 21 points all on threes. Hit seven threes. That's tough. That's tough, but. We'll see. I'm going to go with Lonzo. So we are opposite on all these three picks. So we got two more questions. Better field goal percentage, Bulls or Warriors? I'm going Bulls on this one. Me too. Me too. Um, who do you think will win? I was going to go Bulls, but I didn't know that Vucevic was hurt, and I think he's a really big part of this, this team. Uh, I'm going to go Warriors, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go Warriors as well, as much as I want the Bulls to win. I think the Warriors will win. I don't think Vucevic is as much of a factor as you think he is. He's only scoring 13 points a game. And honestly, if I think Lonzo is the third, Vucevic has to get out of his own way right now he is fumbling the bag for sure but i think lonzo might be the third best scorer on this team behind two studs so that's what we got bulls warriors bucks celtics you got any big plans this week um same as last week really um 
still got that new job. Uh, just went shopping today. I got some Christmas presents for Kiana and my mom. That's crazy. Uh, dropped a band on those. I might just say that. I'm not going to lie to you. I bet I spent more. I don't think. I spent 200 bucks just on Gracie. 220 actually. I might have you beat. Jeez. I got Gracie. I can't tell you. I'll tell you. I can't tell you. This is going to be on air. I know. I know. <laughs> that's why I wasn't. That's why I wasn't telling you what I got or how much I spent. <laughs> Gee, she's that much of a detective. You gonna figure she's it out? Like, she fucking knows. Oh my god! You probably told her. No, I didn't. I told her like five hundred different things just to keep her off my tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I gave in on one. I gave on gave in on one. Uh, her mom bought her twin sister uh, a stuffed animal thing that says "Somebody loves you." One of those package things, and I got Gracie one too, like separately. And then she's texted me and said, "I'm jealous. Emma got one," and I was like, "It's your Christmas present, but I don't want you to think I'm buying it just because you're jealous." So here it is. <laughs> Anything you're doing this week? I start Olympia today, Yay. technically. And wow. I got my first, first mini Metro games as a coach on Sunday. Don't know where we'll be playing with No offense, probably both know. games. You still don't know where you're playing? No, we'll know. Uh, should know sometime today, but... Um, it's 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 gonna be rough. We got two kids that can really score the rock, and only one kid that kind of knows the offense. So you know, the B team. I, yeah, I'm on the B team, so all the studs are on the A team. But they're actually missing their best player due to COVID. So actually, they're missing three solid players due to COVID. So it's gonna be tough but a lot of the kids on my team like to fool around so i don't know how to handle that yet if i put them in their place kick them out of practice tell them to walk home or throw a chair at them bobby <laughs> nice now yeah go to your room go to the locker room i don't know all board. right board. i i'm I really hope i can, i have the chance to break a clipboard during a game this year god damn it <laughs> right over my knee. That'd be fun. Um, that would be awesome. Tell All right. It's not Houghton Park. What? Tell them it's not Houghton Park. It's not. Well, yeah, we're not from under the tracks here. Inside <laughs> joke. Our coach would yell at us in the locker room and say he's from under the tracks. Then we should be playing better than this. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it here. We're running on. I have no idea what we're running on, but. Uh, Yep, good pod. See you next week. See ya.